0: welcome to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's the backstory, if you will to the food they're putting up. Today's chat is with Darren Robertson from Three Blue Ducks at the farm in Byron Bay. When I rang Darren he was sitting out at the back of the restaurant by the bins on a break before lunch service. A good reminder that being a celebrity chef is not all beer and skittles and you don't get to be as well loved as Darren is without doing the hard yards and putting in the time. He's a busy man. Co-owner of the Three Blue Ducks group with venues in Byron, Bronte, Rosebery, and Brisbane, as well as liqueur in Byron and Rocker in Bondi, Darren has also co-authored two cookbooks, appears regularly on cooking shows and events, and he has a lovely little family. I watched a couple of videos on Instagram before we chatted, and his love for what he does is palpable. Whether it's demonstrating baking a strawberry and almond tart with fennel jam or appearing in an ad with Kylie Minogue. In apron, Darren will be cooking with Will Mayrick, who I spoke to last week, at the Tasting Australia Airlines event, which is part of Tasting Australia, presented by RAA Travel. Hi Darren, how are you? Hey Darren, how are you going? Good, thank you. Thanks for calling me back. That's alright, sorry for the delay. Oh no, no worries. Where are you today?
1: (laughs) I'm in Byron today. You are in
0: Byron today? Uh, Nice. I've just been watching your um, recipe on Instagram for stro- uh, strawberry and almond tart with fennel jam. Is oh it? yeah! Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> and um, and I looked at a few of the other videos, and you strike me as being very cool, calm, and collected. And you've got a lot of things going on. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> pretty amazing. Um, so, are you mainly based in Byron now at the I farm? Am. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So we've got we've got a few restaurants,
1: so we yeah. kind of divvy up the restaurant. So I, I predominantly oversee Byron, yeah.
0: but I'm on the road of fair I travel a lot, and do all sorts of stuff. But uh, yeah, Byron's home now. Yeah, nice. It just it looks yeah. amazing. I I have never been there, but um, well, I haven't been to the farm, but um, it does look like it's um a beautiful place to be, and really sort of encapsulates all of the things that um from what I've read about you that you really love, like the simplicity of it and um. And the natural aspects of cooking and hospitality and so on. So it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, we're only going to do it, we're going to open this place and do a year here, but then I've to be with within like two months. We're like, okay, this is it, we're staying here. So um, I've got a couple of kids
1: now, and you know, yeah. start to go to school here. But yeah, it's, cool. it's, it's, it's great. And, and there's just definitely been, like, it's quite an exciting place to be around at the moment. There's a lot of people have moved up from the cities and, you know, next gen farmers and brewers and producers, and, as well as all the restaurants and stuff. So yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, a, it's a nice little town.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I was reading about a bit about you and about um, how you had perhaps thought you might go to art school and then you were washing dishes and <laughs> and read Marco Pierre White's book. Um, yeah. What was it about what he was saying that really drew you into cooking?
1: it's a bit rock and roll I mean going back all that time uh, back then it was everything was a bit polished it was all very refined and kind of nice squeaky clean and I think you know as a what was I 16, 17 year old reading this book about you know kind of throwing away the rule book and you know just um, yeah this kind of man of extremes and just um, yeah I I think that was quite appealing I Mm. suppose um but also, even, you know, there was, it was the Suffer Legends, I think even sort of before that came out, if he works in Kitchener in the UK, you'd sort of, you'd hear stories about this, <laughs> this, this chat Marco, so, um, yeah, yeah, and he's now, he's going to go to bloody
0: Adelaide. I know, I saw that, <laughs> have you, yeah. um, and have you spoken to him in, in person before? You know what, I have, um, my, um,
1: Right. And so um, I did, yeah, I met him I met him backstage, and uh, he was lovely, and uh, I, was, he was, I was just incredibly nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, but he came up to me, he shook my hand, he said, hi, hello, chef, which absolutely made my year. Um, yeah,
0: of course. And he referred to me as chef, and, yeah, and
1: uh, he was lovely, right, very, very, you know, very charming, and, uh, yeah, just, just sort of fascinating, and just can hold a crowd. I mean, I remember sitting and watching the interview, uh, with a whole bunch of other chefs, and um, so yeah, so it's cool to hear you coming coming back to town, and um, yeah, it was, that's, that's pretty
0: exciting. It is exciting, but you've um, forged your own path in terms of um, making a name for yourself, and, and if we want to use the word celebrity chef, which um, pe- people do use these days, of course, um, <laughs> but you did the hard yard, So I mean, you did work in um, in Michelin star restaurants before you, um, you know, when you well. How did it start for you? So you're washing dishes, you read the book, and then um, I, heard, I read about Mark Raffin being a really big influence, but what was the steps before that? Well,
1: that, uh, yeah, it was just what, I mean, I, you know, moved from, from, the, from the middle house, which is big normally when I was 18, and 18, and then I uh, worked in, you know, a couple of places around Sussex and Kent. But really, yeah, it took a great time, and it was probably the, the turning point for me, and working Mm. with a with a chef that was an absolute gentleman and uh, similar to you actually where he you know had this philosophy where it was around the time where, you know, it was pretty grim back then they were buying uh, some kitchens at pretty long hours and, you know, it was a, it was a tough environment, mm. but he was under the same understanding that, you know shouting, and screaming doesn't make the food taste any nicer or better mm. and, uh, which just was lovely and I mean, he was from that bloodline of the Rue brothers and the Gavroche and you know, Nico, and Marco, and, um, so, that was it, so I did, I did, yeah, three and a half years there, and, um, and then, I, uh, basically sat me down and said, like, you can basically work anywhere you like if you, you do a couple of years here, because mm. it's, it's a quite, it's a bit of a small industry, and, uh, I worked with
0: a lot of Australians, so, Ketsuya seemed like it was pretty happening at the time, so I got on a plane and moved to Sydney. Yeah. Where? Wow. And I guess um, working in places like that, you do learn very, um, like, precision and a lot of um, very fine techniques. Do you think it's important to master those before you kind of throw them away for simplicity? <laughs> I, think, I, I, I really do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do. And I think it is, like, I, I, I see a lot of that now. I just think, I mean, certainly with people, it's probably, I mean, people aren't really deconstructing dish- desserts much, but, you know, when that was kind of... Trendy, like deconstruct this and, you know, smears and soils and all the that it. I, I just think it's so important to learn how to, you know, fillet a fish or roast the chicken and all this other stuff. Just, I really, I think it's, you know, whichever style you adopt later on in your career, I think, yeah, those fundamentals and basics, mm. it's really important. But I think that in any trade, I think that, in, you know, in, in fashion or, or music or, you know, I just think you need to you know, learn your craft mm. inside out. Take it wherever you want
0: to go, but yeah, I, I mean that, that was important to me. Yes, um, and yeah. I guess it's also about d- developing your palate and developing a repertoire of um, flavours and a knowledge of what goes with what and m- what works and what doesn't, and all those things always impress me about chefs. How you can even work out that fennel is going to be great in a dessert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's the fun stuff. I think like developing
1: a your heart, what you do. Yeah. Yeah yeah, I think you develop respect and even more enthusiasm and inspiration when you start to understand what it is. Yeah. Uh, but even, like you know, 20, 25 years in, I still think I'm scratching the surface with what, you know, like the world of food is truly fascinating.
0: Yeah. Um, yet, you certainly so, strike me as someone who's still very much in love with the industry and, um, and with what you do.
1: I do. I, honestly, I do. I like, it is, uh, but I, 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 like I never want to retire. I, mm. I still, I want to be
0: doing this, you know, when I'm 80 and 90. You'll certainly still be involved in, in in our industry. Mm. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go,
1: but um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, we're, we're pretty lucky.
0: Yeah, I mean, and working where you do, it's like you're obviously in that um that wave. Not wave. I don't want to say wave, but I, you know, I think we're. Here in Victoria, I was just in um, up in Gippsland the other day, having a chat to a chef, and the, and you know there was a smoke haze in the vineyard, and we were talking about does do we have to now think about a different way of doing things, thinking more about the environment and more about our footprint and so on. But I but I feel like a lot of you a lot of you chefs are already doing that with the sustainability, um, you know, using the everything zero wastage, all that kind of stuff. Is that <laughs> yeah, look, it's interesting to see. I mean, to be honest, we,
1: we have, this has been a conversation for us. I mean, certainly, like, the, you know, the ducks for, for, since we began, yeah, talked we we're 10 years in now, and we you know we had, like, a little kitchen garden, and we were taking around with um, aquaponics and solar panels and composting and eradicate single-use plastics, you know, you know plastic straws and all this stuff, where at the time it was a bit, almost like, you know bloody revolutionary or something it's like you know upset mm. customers and why aren't you using plastic bags and stuff and, and it was it was certainly seen as as, uh, as fringe and we definitely weren't the only restaurant doing it there was like you know Matt Stone was pushing it and Yoast the Greenhouse and mm. there was definitely people around the world but it was just yeah it was, it was just bubbling away but to it now it has become mainstream in many industries and, and thankfully thank you so it's been unfortunately it's probably a lot of it's getting a bit bloody late to be honest but like, yeah. it, it is involved in an industry that is quite vocal about it and can make serious change um, by influencing, you know, uh, consumers and enabling people to do little things. I mean, we all feel so overwhelmed and sometimes quite helpless, but I think just doing the small little, you know, little bits in your own life and so, you know, owning, you know, being involved in restaurants, you've got an opportunity to do things a larger scale so he, he, we do have a, in a sense a bit more of a responsibility
0: mm. as well to, to act ethically um, mm. so, but, I, but I, find, I
1: find it really interesting and it's, it's, it's a huge source of motivation in, in running the, the business to see what changes you can make and, and to be honest a lot of them then start becoming profitable like if you do things that make sense and use I know like the whole ingredient and minimalized waste and come up with little ideas to you know Utilise your byproducts. products. At the start, it seems a bit hard basket and quite sometimes bit costly, but in time you actually makes a saving here, and you know it, it's, it becomes financially stable as well as the right thing to do with regards to you know looking after the land, the people, and the animals, and stuff. Yeah. So it's great to see it snowball now. There's a lot more, um, you know, a lot more industries get on board, and it's yeah, it, it, that, that's really exciting. And I think you know, unfortunately, has got it's come to a, a place where the bloody country has to burn to the ground before many people take true action. Yeah. But, and that's really sad, but, like, a, a lot of good will come out of this. Like, a lot, of, you know, it, it becomes even more of a, a conversation, and, like, it's, she's getting real. Like, you know, it, it really is. Mm. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, and I think it is interesting. Um, You know, sometimes I feel, I feel for, for chefs or people at the forefront who, and you t- talked about responsibility, and I think yeah, it's, um it's a lot on your shoulders because the public can be hard to convince sometimes, you know, we always want to have avocado on toast or we always want to eat asparagus or tomatoes and, you know, and maybe we just shouldn't and it's sort of, um, you are a bit up against that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but honestly, like, it's it's changed. Like, the, the, like, the, public are becoming so much more knowledgeable, and they're mm. watching, you know, like documentaries. There's a lot more information on social media, and there's, a, there's definitely a lot more conversation around food and sustainability, and ethical eating, and nutrition, and all, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and, and a lot of it's a lot of but relatively new information. Yes, and so you know, I think most people just want to do the right, they really do they want to do the right thing. Yeah, there's so much sort of conflicting reports, and you know, people sort of cloud uh, yeah decisions and. Uh, Definitely as a restaurateur, I've seen a lot more interest and it just gives us a bit more justification on charging, you know, a little bit more money for something that's, yeah, um, a bit more nutritious and ethically grown or whatever. Mm. I, I think that's that's really, that's,
0: that's definitely, um, you yeah, know, it's a good thing. Yeah. And that um that desire of yours for, for sharing and um and that that aspect sort of goes into your cookbooks as well. Was that um doing a cookbook was that a natural progression for you to share recipes or um how easy I sort of imagine it's a little bit difficult to do a cookbook when you've been cooking in a restaurant and then you've got to like like I don't know, how do you make it accessible for the home cook? It is sort of interesting. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah we learned a lot definitely like doing the first the first book um, but I think it's important for us to yeah like we get a lot asked a lot to share recipes and you know we've got a lot of our sort of base stuff um, but yeah I think I think you know yeah writing the book they're incredibly time consuming and you never make any money but I think it was definitely it was, nice, it was nice for us to to kind of reflect on our food and where it comes from and, and, and where it is and um, I think that's you know it's a, it was a interesting um, exercise, I, and I really enjoy it. Like, I, write, I, I love to love a bit around with recipes and trying stuff and changing it, and I'm probably the most annoying chef in the kitchen because I just want to change stuff all the time. <laughs> but, um, but I, yeah, I, I loved it. I think, it, like, it's, um, you know, that's because I don't make time books. Like, I, I just, I my days off. I just take using the kids down to the, the bookstore and just nerd
0: out and, you know, never leave without buying a couple. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's just, um, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's good. And just to um to talk a little bit about the Tasting Australia event. Well it's the Tasting Australian Airlines. Um yeah. at, at Star of Greece and you're working with Will Mayrick, who I spoke to last week. Um, did you? He's a pleasure, is not he? He's amazing. He just had, <laughs> had so many stories to tell and um yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, third yeah, of April, uh, Melbourne's With Vale the there first stop is Yangara Estate for like a, fire, a
1: wine tasting yep. and then, yeah there's a lunch at the Star of Maurice. Uh myself and Will Murray, up have a whole bunch of stuff which will be, uh, yeah I'm, I'm really forward to it, I've known Will for a few years and he's an incredible chef and I love his food yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm kind of racking my brains of what to cook to try and impress him as well I guess. Yep. <laughs> um, and then yeah we're going to have a lunch and then I think um we sort of leave the lunch and kind of um, walk onto the beach and there's, like, a DJ and local um, tastings. So uh, it would be, uh, like, an amazing, amazing event. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, we're doing that on the 3rd, on the 8th. I'm cooking with um, Emma McCaskill, who we used to cook with at Tetsuya back in the day as well. And it's so good to see her just coming to her own now. Like, she was incredibly talented yeah. even when she was there. And just to see what she's achieved is pretty it's
0: amazing. So i going to do that with Maggie and Seth Baines. Um, which will be cool, at yeah. the glass uh, the house. So that's, yeah, I've got, I've got the only the i coming down, a lot of my chefs are going to come down just to sort of be around the event. We right. were there last year, I brought down the family, and it was one of the most enjoyable weeks. Like, it was, yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, so, uh, certainly sounds like um, an amazing time, and I'm... Um, and a great and amazing and like a really impressive array of people um, including you and i think do you think you would have ever imagined because australia's really adopted you as as one of their own i, I say one of their own i i, I do live in, i do live here but i'm a, i'm a kiwi originally so i still say one of so one of australia's yeah. own and um and i and you were even on that australia ad to the uk that would have been pretty <laughs> amazing for your yeah. family to <laughs>
1: You know, she was always keeping little clippings and bits and pieces back home. And she saw, when she saw the Kylie app. like it, that was just, yeah, it's pretty special. For <laughs> but um, it, it looked, like
0: it's, it's, yeah, it looked like a lot of fun to make. But I'm sure it wasn't quite as easy as that. But you all did look like you were having a good time with Kylie serving beers and doing whatever she was doing. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> hilarious. Like the stuff we, we get to do is, yeah, it, it's uh, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, but um, to be involved with that. Was
1: Yeah, I'm just, we're, just, we're just lucky. We're lucky to get to do what we do, travel around, you
0: know, Australia, cooking up on beaches and forests, but other restaurants, and it yes.
1: get to meet our heroes. Like, it's, uh, yeah. It's a, it's
0: it's a good life. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it's not all gets the glamour,
0: though. Oh, no, like, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> it's pretty hot in that kitchen.
1: <laughs> I'm just sat outside next to the
0: bins. Oh, oh right. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, very glamorous. <laughs> just yeah, well, I better let you go and get ready for lunch. But thank you so much for your time, Darren, and your generosity you. in sharing what you've shared. So, um, and all the best for the event in April. Yeah, uh, well, I'll see you
1: down there. Yeah, all right, thanks for
0: the chat. Okay, thanks. Bye. See you, Joe. Bye.
1: Okay.
0: You've been listening to Conversation with a Chef. I'm Jo Ritty, and thank you so much for joining me today. If you'd like to read the full transcript of the conversation, you can go to www.conversationwithachef.com, or follow me on Instagram so you'll always be up to date with the latest conversation.